you're tuning in to Taz Encounters on Faith FM, and we're coming to you right across Australia, live from Hobart, Tasmania, each weekday at 9 a.m. And for those listening in Tasmania, you can catch us again at 4.30 p.m. each weekday as well. I'm your host, Tabitha Zachariah, and every Monday we have David Leo joining us from Devonport mm. as our program presenter. And David um, has been doing his series of programs titled Encounters with Jesus. Um, welcome, David. How are you today? Well, good thing, Sabbath, and happy Monday, everyone. Happy Monday, <clears throat> and uh, as you can tell, my voice doesn't sound great. Yes, I did hear that, I did hear that. And David, yeah. you asked me earlier if I've been screaming, but I haven't been screaming, actually. I've had a, <laughs> a sore throat for the past few days and uh, tried some home remedies. Mm-hmm. I don't usually like to go um, to resort to medicine. Um, yeah. And so, I mean, normally it works, but it seems like this time around it's not getting any better it's not working really um so i have to try something better and uh, jason is not feeling that great so it seems like i'm the better option and uh, yeah. it's not that i'm unwell i am well just my voice is not well <laughs> if i can yeah, say that and i hope you can excuse my voice sure sure i'll have, I'll have to do most of the talking then i think <laughs> i guess yeah um, so, David, I believe sometimes we have to make difficult decisions in life. Um, do you have any uh, experience you'd like to share over time when you had to make a difficult, de- a difficult decision? Sorry. Yeah, the, the reason why I bring this up is because we're, we're still going through the book of Mark. And uh, t- today we, we're talking about the rich young ruler uh, who, who was offered to make a, a huge decision. And we're going to find that one of these stories is not a, you know, at the end, it's not a happily ever after story. It's quite a sad ending. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, it just helps. It, 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 when we hear this story, it should help us reflect on, uh, you know, our, our, ourselves and what Christ might be asking of us and um, what we may need to do, you know. So <clears throat> I, uh, that's why I, I brought up with you of... Um, uh, you know, want to bring it up of decisions that we've had to make in our lives, and uh, you know, I've asked you to think of one, and, and I think of mine. One of the one of the biggest that I think um, the decisions we made for us was oh, it's going on nearly eight years now, and it was. Um, and I actually shared the story at school not long ago because you know, I'm a chaplain at, at, at Northwest Christian School as well, and I was telling them that. Um, at the time where God had called us to go to college, that decision meant leaving the job that I thought I was going to work work at until I retired, mm. and I was quite comfortable with that job. I liked the you know the, the income. My wife was you know quite comfortable in her work, and we had our kids. You know, we thought, yeah, this is and uh, leaving leaving to go to college to study to be a pastor meant um, mm. uprooting everything. And, you know, leaving uh, Brisbane where my mum and dad is and where my brother is and his family. So, um, you know, nearly for the last eight years, I've missed out on on um, seeing my nieces and nephews gr- growing up and spending time with my mum and dad that I love spending time with and my brother and, and family and that. But that that was probably one of the hardest decisions I ever made. And I told the story to the school that um, one of my mentors invited us for dinner. Mm. And uh, he asked us, <laughs> he asked to talk to me and he said, um, you know what? He he noticed something between my wife and I, and he said, "You know, when it comes to comes to uh, soccer, who's my wife?" He said, you know, "She looks convicted to go to college." And he said to me, "But you, when I look at you, you look convinced." <laughs> <laughs> What's the and, uh, difference? Yeah, the, the the difference is 
<clears throat> my wife saw it as a you know as a calling that that we're supposed to go do this that we should just be obedient convinced meant that I was going but I was just kicking and screaming you know like <laughs> I don't I, I don't want to do it but yeah. you know I'm going to go you know so that, so convinced I was like yeah I can see the evidence you know the way you've it's been maneuvered how God has worked to make this all happen yeah. but for my wife she said no this is something that that I have to do this is something my husband has to has to go and do and I thought man mm. I need to have my mindset there you know but making mm. that decision was really difficult yeah well did you have time to think about one that you you made yeah, that's it's pretty obvious for me. I'm making the decision to leave my country, um, leave my family behind, and travel far, far away from home to a strange mm. country where I don't know anyone, and um, like I didn't know anyone, and also like the the system is quite different, honestly. Uh, Australia being a developed country, and um, Kenya yes. being. Um, developing country, so there's just that big difference, which I really, I mean, when I got here, I had to struggle with. But just making that decision, um, yeah, it wasn't easy. But you know, I I said to myself, um, if I want to change my life, I, I have to make a difficult decision. Mm. That is the only way I can grow and make my life better. And I haven't regretted really. You know, of course, when I first moved here, I really wanted to go back home within like the first three months. <laughs> sure. But, yeah, after I settled and sort of got on, um, accustomed to the way of living here, yeah, I felt like it was the right decision to make. Yeah, praise the Lord. Amen. Yeah, there's and sorry, sorry, David. I was just, I was just going to say that, uh, you know, well, one of the things my wife said to me is, um, when I was sharing with her how much I, I really didn't want to do this and, you know, where I, I thought that we're giving up so much, and my, my wife made a comment that has always stuck with me. And, uh, and, and, and I can see how God's worked that in a long time, but, uh, over the, over the period of years. But she said, David, if you don't listen to what God is saying, could you imagine the blessings, not just you missing on the blessings, but the people that you're supposed to bless as well? Mm-hmm. And that put a huge, like this, I suppose, a massive amount of mm-hmm. guilt. And, um, you know, and I thought, what? You know, that, that sounds kind of narcissistic. <laughs> yeah. 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 Me? You, you, me? Nah. What would God want to do with me? You know, but I thought, man, what if, what if I am meant to be blessing others you know what if that is a call and i'm and i'm refusing to do it but um that really that really stuck with me and so and like you said mm. you just don't know what god has packaged yeah. when you take that step and then you realize wow yeah. you know and i've been i've been able to meet hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of people that mm. i've spent great times with and i've had you know young people old people share uh, personal stories with me and um you know we've been able to pray together and, and journey together and it's been it's been amazing. It's been an amazing eight years. Yeah, and I believe for me, the best um, quality of life or the best kind of life is the life where you have an impact on other people or other people's lives. It's just, it makes you feel like you're living a quality life. You mm. get meaning out of your life. And um, just to remind our listeners of our show number, it's zero four double eight double eight zero eight nine one. And um, if you haven't, if you don't have it saved, save it as Stars Encounters number and you can text us. Um, with any questions or comments that you may have or any feedback. And you can also catch us through the Faith FM app that you can get from uh, the App Store or Faith FM website, um, faithfm.com.au, where you can also catch up on previous programs that we've done. Um, so, David, mm. what are we talking about today? 
We're talking about, uh, we're going to get a Mark, Mark 10, mm-hmm. verse 17 to 22. And I think I'll read this uh, because, you know, I'm going to help you save your voice. Thank you. But, uh, yeah, well, um, we'll start there. But I'll say a prayer first before we, before we hear God's word. Sure. Let's pray. <clears throat> Father in heaven, we're about to hear your word. And Lord, we know that when your word is heard, our faith increases. So Father, we want to thank you first, and then we ask to open our hearts and minds to receive this text and help us not to be just convinced, help us to be convicted, we ask in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. And so, um, I start at uh, verse 17, mm-hmm. and it says, Now, as he was going out on the road, one came running, knelt before him, and asked him, Good teacher, what shall I do that I may inherit eternal life? So Jesus said to him, Why do you call me good? No one is good but one that is God. You know the commandments. Do not commit adultery. Do not murder. Do not steal. Do not bear false witness. And here's an interesting one. I don't think you find this in the commandments, but it says, mm. do not defraud. <laughs> and the last one, honor your father and your mother. Mm. And he answered and said to him, teacher, all these things I have kept from my youth. Then Jesus, looking at him, loved him and said to him, one thing you lack, go your way and sell whatever you have and give to the poor and you will have treasure in heaven and come, take up the cross, and follow me. Mm. But he was sad at this word, and went away sorrowful, for he had great possessions. Mm-hmm. So, what a, what a sad, a sad ending, you know, an invitation to be a disciple of Christ. Mm. And uh, he, he had must great have been very excited when Jesus mentioned the commandments, and he was like, "All oh, this I have kept." So yeah. it seems like yeah. I'm there. And then Jesus just mentioned this one thing, and. That yeah. just sets him off like that. Just it's it's amazing, but that's that's the story we're going to go through, mm. and uh, I'm looking forward to breaking this down and just seeing when we hear the story. Mm. I just want you to think of not just you, but all our listeners. Just think of what's that one thing that we may lack? Mm. What's that one thing that we may lack right now that we that, that Jesus is calling us, and we may have to give that one thing up. Okay, and for now we're going to listen to this song, um, which is Where Christ Is by Malvinas. Take away your sin 
made possible by the support of Adventist World Radio. You're listening to Taz Encounters with David Leo. And um, this song we just listened to, Where Christ Is, um, sorry, I mentioned it's been sung by Malvenas, but uh, I got that wrong. Sorry about that. And um, mm. yeah, um, David, before we went for a break, we read the verses in Mark 10, um, chapter Mark chapter 10, verse 17 to 22. Uh, what do you mm. have to say about the verses? Yeah, it's, it's about this rich young ruler who was uh, who ran up to Jesus and asked him, "What should I do to inherit eternal life?" Mm. Right, and and this this question, um, some some may read into it or, or hear it and think, "Oh, you know, was was this guy?" Asking Jesus so he can brag about his credentials and say, "Oh, look at me! I've obeyed the commandments all my life," you know. Mm. Um, but you look at the previous verses. I'll, I'll read it to you, and you'll find out mm-hmm. what motivates this man, right, mm-hmm. to, to to ask the question. And in verses thirteen to sixteen, I'll read it here. It says, "Then they brought little children to him that he might touch them, but the disciple rebuked those who brought them." But when Jesus saw it, he was greatly displeased and said to them, Let the little children come to me, and do not forbid them, for such is the kingdom of God. Assuredly, I say to you, whoever does not receive the kingdom of God as a little child will by no means enter it. And he took them up in his arms, laid his hands on them, and blessed them. Right. So there's this, this period. And last week we talked about... Um, this man who wanted to bring his son for Jesus to heal, yeah. right? And 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 he said, you know, um, if you're able to heal my son, and Jesus says, if you know, like I'm, <laughs> I'm Jesus Christ, and and, the, and you know, if you believe, and the man says, well, help my unbelief. So this man, yeah. you know, in, in the in, in the uh, ancient Jewish world, there was a special 
um, a special role for the father to bless his children, mm. right? And 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 in the Jewish um, the Jewish families, every Sabbath they do this ceremony where they light the candles and the father reads this blessing over his wife in Proverbs thirty one, and the wife reads a blessing back to the husband in Psalms one hundred and twelve, and then the husband will lay his hands on each of his children and say a prayer over them mm. and give them this blessing. Right, and and what this what's happening here in this these verses that I just read you, Jesus says, "Bring the little children to me, so that I may bless them." Mm. And this man is watching the ceremony. Mm. He's watching Jesus bless every single child, and he witnesses something that he may have missed out on. Yeah, possibly I'm not sure what it is, but whatever it is, when the when that ceremony, when he's finished with the children and he's about to walk away, then it says this man runs up to Jesus and kneels before him, mm-hmm. like a grown man. You know, and you know what's interesting here? Mm-hmm. I find this really fascinating because uh, in, in the church we're at at Brisbane, we used to do the special uh, the special prayer weekends um, twice a year, and what we what we would do in this prayer weekend. Is from Friday sunset to Sabbath sunset, we would have uh, a prayer, um, a, a prayer meeting every hour that, for twenty four hours, right, right, right through. So there was always somebody at the church um, to, to facilitate every hour. So every time people came from church, whenever they're available, if they came to church, someone was there to pray, right? Mm-hmm. And when we when we closed Sabbath, we did a thing where the pastors and the elders um, would would do a blessing over the children it started with the children right mm-hmm. and then after blessing the children the, the adults asked for it they said we, we want this blessing too and then eventually closing Sabbath became a time where it was the pastors the elders and the, the fathers or the mothers blessing their children and it just it just ended up carrying on that way you know and it just but but the thing I want to get at is mm-hmm. it started that this whole ceremony started with the children mm-hmm. And then ended up with adults saying, "I want that too. Mm. I want to. I want to receive this blessing from the Father." Mm. You know, and this is this young man is craving that. He's mm. craving that blessing from the Father. I don't know what the relationship with his father was like, but he runs to Jesus and says, "Hey, I'll, I want to receive this blessing as well." Mm. Right? His question is, "Good teacher, mm. what shall I do?" Mm. Do you do you think? Um, why do do you think that was a reason why he used it? Um, um, good. Why use that word? Good, good teacher. Was, yeah, good. Was he trying to get like a favor? Or? No, I think he. I think he saw Jesus mm. as uh, the rabbis were trained people. They were people that went through the school system, and they, you know they they were they graduated as legitimate. Rabbis or teachers in the community, Jesus, mm. he didn't go to any of those schools. Mm. He was like one of those um, rogue, rogue guys that didn't go to the schools. But when he spoke and when he did things, it was like he was more uh, qualified than any of the rabbis that went through the system. Right. So that was, and, and when he's when he was blessing these children, this young man must have. Oh, when we say when we say young ruler, he he was probably around forty years old. Right, so he, you know, because that's that's still considered young, but they're trained; they're now able to lead in the community at that age. And he must have seen something that was really special about Jesus Christ, and so he wanted to um, he wanted to pick up on that, 
And when he did, you know, he said, he said, man, let's, let's, um, <laughs> when he, 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 I cannot give up this opportunity. Those children have been blessed so well, and I want to be blessed too. Mm. And, and even the fact that um, the disciples were trying to chase the children, and you know that um, character of Jesus, the fact that he showed that love to the little children, it just spoke a lot to people yeah. who didn't really know him. They must have felt this is a very this is a good person. He's has um, special characteristic. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Jesus, yeah, children are really important to him. Um, you'll find in the Bible. And, you know, even this even this man is important to him. <laughs> this man has come up to look. Jesus knows exactly what he's after, mm. right? And he asks he asked the, asked the question. But his question says, what shall I do? Mm. Right? What shall I do? How many of us ask that question? What do I need to do? As soon as we ask that, mm-hmm. doing is a behavioral understanding, mm-hmm. right? He asked Jesus, how should I behave in order that I can inherit eternal life? And Jesus answers the question. So the first thing he says, why do you call me good? No one is good but one that is God. Mm-hmm. So that's the first thing this man has to reflect on. Oh, do I, do I believe this guy is God? You know, is, is that a, ref, a reflection that he needs to take on? Mm-hmm. And Jesus actually reads out the commandments. You know the commandments. Do not commit adultery. Do not murder. Do not steal. Do not bear false witness. Then it says, do not defraud, which is not in the commandments. Mm-hmm. And then it says, honor your father and your mother. But do you know which one? There's six commandments that, there's, that, that, would, that should be in there, but the sixth one's not there. Do you know, do you know which one's missing, Tabitha? Um, the sixth one. Yeah, the last, the very last commandment. Covet. Yeah, do not covet. Hmm. Thy neighbor's, you know, possessions. Hmm. That's the only one he doesn't list, right? Hmm. And it's the one. It's the one that he has trouble with. And so he lists the commandments, and then this man says, and he answered and said to him, "Teacher, again, it's missing the good. Hmm. It's missing good teacher now." Hmm. I thought. <laughs> he, I thought he had a lot of possessions, so he probably didn't really need to covet. And neighbors. Uh, well, it's, mm. yeah. Well, he's actually coveting more things. Oh, yeah. Right? He's coveting the things that he already has. You know, for example, I could covet my car before God. Mm. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Right. And I'm thinking also, um, you know, there's this belief that people who have money or have more position, they always want more. Mm. So usually, like. If you have more, you always just want to get more and more. Um, yeah, that's right. Yeah. That's right. Yeah, and, and, and he says, Teacher, all these things I have kept from my youth. All right, mm. so so that, that um, we're, the thing you're talking about, wanting more and more, we're, we're about to discover that about this man because he says, what shall I do? And now he says, I have kept that from my youth. He's talking about the past. You know, I've done that ever, you know, for, for as long as I can remember. You know, since I was a young, young person, I've done that. And Jesus is about to address the present. Then Jesus says, then Jesus looked at him and loved him and said to him, yeah, you've done a good job from the past, but right now you lack this one thing. Mm-hmm. You know, we got to think about that. What's the thing that we lack? You know, and he says, one thing you lack. 
go your way and sell whatever you have. Now we're dealing with some big things, right? Sell whatever you have and give to the poor and you will have treasure in heaven and come, take up the cross and follow me. There's the big core. He he looked at him and loved him. He left out that one commandment that says do not covet and then he brings it out. I know what your problem is. Your biggest problem is greed. Your biggest problem is that you love the positions that you have. Mm. Your biggest problem is, you know, like you, you've been a, a man of integrity. You've done the right thing. But I'm about to show you what you have a problem with. And this was probably, this was probably new to the man. You know, he's like, Oh, I did, I did not know that. He didn't even expect it. No, he was probably thinking, I never knew I had that problem. Mm. You know, and, and Jesus has just revealed this to him and he's, he's now having to deal with it. Right on the spot, you know, and he's going to make a huge decision. And Jesus it says, Jesus looked on him with love. Mm. Oh man, yeah. I'll share. I'll share something how it, how how that happened to me when Jesus revealed something about things that I had to give up. You know, like oh, mm. yeah. Whew, big, oh, big time. Uh, we look to forward to hearing that after the yeah. next song. And um, this next song is called "Not I, But Through Christ in Me" by City Alight. And um, I believe that um, some of the, these um, requirements to get into the kingdom of heaven, we cannot do by our own will or our own might. We just need um, Christ to work through us so that we can be able to um, enter the kingdom of heaven or be fit for the kingdom of heaven. So this song is Yet Not I But Through Christ in Me by City Alight. gift of grace is Jesus my Redeemer. There is no more for heaven now to give. He is my joy, my righteousness and freedom, my steadfast love, my deep and boundless peace. To this I In 
You're listening to Taz Encounters with David Leo. And uh, before we went for a break, uh, David, you mentioned something about Jesus um, looking at the man with love, the rich young ruler. He looked at him with love. Um, what did you mean about that when you said that? I, I meant that uh, when Jesus looks at him, he's examining his life. You know, he's he's analyzing everything about him and he's he's going for the... He's going for the jugular. That, that may sound harsh, but he's going right for the thing that needs to be removed in order for this man to see that he needs a relationship with Jesus Christ. This man has been thinking for such a long time that it's what he does, that it's his behavior, that it's the way he obeys the commandments that will inherit eternal life. But Jesus looks at him and, and, and sees what this guy's problem is. And he looks at every single one of us and he knows exactly. When we read the scriptures, you'll start to see that. Uh, you know, one of the, one of the things I love that I've read, um, from, uh, from a pastor named Timothy Keller in America, he wrote that, uh, we don't study the Bible. The Bible studies us. What do you right? mean by that? That means that when we're when we're looking at the Bible, we're reading it, reading it. It, it is Jesus looking into our lives and mm. and revealing things about ourselves. Mm. And, and, and on, sorry, see, go on. Yeah, I was going to say maybe on that note, we can um, reflect on some of the things that we think will prevent us from inheriting God's kingdom, and um, and um, think of how we can work through them. Yeah, well, mm. there are there are uh, <laughs> we, we we can read about idols in the ancient times. You can read about this man and the possessions, but the truth is, I think I think possessions are still something that goes gets in the way between God and our relationships. Right? I think uh, other things that we can mm. think of uh, um, are careers. Mm. You know, once we've got a career, like that that was a problem I had because. You know, I was working uh, for Australian Customs and thought that was the job I was going to have until I retire, mm. and that was an idol that that was something that that God had to help me realize. If you get rid of that, I'm going to help you. Right? Mm. Don't, don't, don't worry about that. Your careers, you've got um, people addicted to technology. You know, uh, what, what have you got something you can think of, Tabitha? There's so many. Yeah, yeah. there's so many. Um, um, yeah, riches like. Um, I don't know, just of nowadays in this world, we put so much emphasis on the wealth we have. So you find young people like all they think of, oh, I want to acquire property, just want to buy properties. And, you know, that's all in the, that's all that is in their mind. And it's not bad to have like wealth and, you know, be rich. But, you know, let it not be at the forefront, at the forefront of um, our focus. We should always, like, um, in everything that we do, we should uh, put Jesus first, put God first. Yeah, well, well, you got that. You got that hole in one. That's that's exactly what this this is about. You know, there's mm. a there's a huge contrast where Jesus says about these children. <laughs> mm. He says to them, "Whoever does not receive the kingdom of God as a little child will no by no means enter it." Mm. 
Mm. Right. So he's basically saying these children who have no possessions, mm. you know, they receive the kingdom of God. And on the contrast, we come to this this rich young ruler. He he's he has possessions, but he's unable to follow Jesus for the kingdom of God and the kingdom of and inherit the kingdom of God. Mm. What a huge contrast! And it seems like, uh, you know. Some some people have mistakenly said, "Oh, you know, Christians uh, are just for people that um, you know that are in poverty. Only people it's a it's a crutch because you know poor people need need Jesus Christ." And this is this is a misunderstanding because you'll find in the New Testament, you know, it says that uh, people met in homes, <laughs> mm. and if they sold everything. Where were people meant to meet to, you know, to have their meetings? So, God, okay. God never. Yeah. Yeah, I think you're I'm going to, to address the question I was going to ask. Yeah. Oh, what are we gonna, what are we gonna ask? I was going to ask what it actually meant. Was did Jesus really, literally mean that this person goes and sell everything they have? Or yes, I believe for this person, mm. definitely. Okay. But not everyone has that problem. Mm-hmm. Right, because you see, uh, you look at a person like Nicodemus. Mm-hmm. Nicodemus was rich, you know. He was a he was a ruler, and when he followed Jesus Christ, he gave that all up to help the gospel work. Mm-hmm. So that wasn't his problem. Mm-hmm. You know, he didn't have he didn't have a problem like this rich young ruler. Mm-hmm. You know, and then you've got you've got other people that Jesus meets along the way that all have different issues and he addresses what their problem is even as his own disciples mm. he deals he deals with what their issues are and this man in order to inherit the kingdom of god mm. jesus calls him to do something instantly mm. this is what you must do right now you did you, you've done all this in the past but right now this is your problem and for you to to have this to enter into this relationship with me this needs to go Mm. Uh, you know and, what I'm thinking? I'm thinking mm-hmm. that this young man must have put so much um, focus on his possessions. Like that was his pride. Like that is what he took pride in. It's what took up his focus, his mind. Like that's where all his energy went to. And maybe Jesus saw that that is, was his weakness um, when it came to inheriting his kingdom. It's not that it was bad for him to have the wealth, but just the emphasis that he had absolutely mm. i mean uh, how many times do you hear hear people say i've worked for this mm. yeah i've worked i've worked really hard to get where i'm at today and you're asking me to to drop it right mm. and 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 this man reveals to every single one of us that there are things that we have established that have provided our own security mm. and jesus call this is the this is the hard thing about Jesus when he when he calls us to discipleship. But even even when you follow Jesus, there will still be things that he'll call us to do. He mm-hmm. calls us and says the security is false. The only security that you can find is in me. Mm-hmm. And you're placing all your eggs into that basket, and I'm trying to tell you, I'm the only one that you can find security in. And this man, this word. This word, this Greek word for this man saying, and he was sad. The actual Greek word, mm-hmm. um, staganizane, that's the, that's the, um, Greek word. It means that he was shocked. Mm. Yeah. He was, he was appalled. Mm. He was, um, he was taken, he was taken back by how, how could Jesus even suggest that? Mm. Right. But he was, he, here was his offer mm. to follow Jesus. Mm. 
And this, this, when, at the end of the day, mm. can I place my security in Jesus or should I place this, place my security in the possessions that I have? Mm. Mm. And we sadly we read, and he walked away. And this is this is the gospel message. Mm. Will we choose to follow Jesus mm. or will we just walk away from the kingdom? Mm. Right? Okay. When Jesus comes again, this is it. This is the decision we make. Mm. A really big decision to make, mm. but very important. Um, Massive. Yeah, we're about to go to another break. Uh, but before that, I want to mention the offer for today, which is the book Real Peace, Real Answers. Um, that is taken from Steps to Christ, and that is by Ellen White. And this book, um, Real Peace, Real Answers, it offers words of help and hope to all who are seeking to understand how to come to Jesus, experience a personal relationship with him. It combines Ellen White's beautiful description of God's love and saving grace with meaningful questions about salvation answered clearly straight out of the Bible. And the last part of this book contains answers directly from the Bible about can we trust the Bible? Why all the suffering and pain in this world? How do humans escape sin and death? How can we be saved? Heaven is for real. The promise of Christ's return. How can we know when the second coming is near? What about God's law? What is the role of grace in the plan of salvation? One special day for God. What is the origin of Sunday worship? Why be baptized? What happens when we die? A thousand years of peace. What the Bible says about hell. Um, health and the Bible. What does the Bible teach about money? So to understand all that and more, um, please um, ask for this book. We'll give you the code after the break. But for now, we're going to listen to this song, The Savior is Waiting by Malvinas. Mm. Savior, my 
This program is made possible by the support of Adventist World Radio. You're listening to Taz Encounters with David Leo. And um, before we went for a break, I promised to give you the code to get the book um, for today's offer, which is Real Peace, Real Answers by Ellen White. Um, and the code to get that book is Logos 1, um, text Logos number 1, L-O-G-O-S, number 1, no space in between, Logos 1 to 488 891 and uh, we'll be able to send that book to you. Um, so David, we are in the last section of our program and um, yeah, just wondering what is the takeaway for today? Yeah, the takeaway is you know, for our listeners, oh man, just hearing that song, it's uh, it moves my heart. But I wonder if, uh, if there are any listeners out there that have that that could possibly have that same challenge that this uh, young man had with uh, with Jesus. You know, if if you if you want us to pray about anything and pray for you, text it through, and um, we'll be happy to to do that. But the, the the main crux of the message is 
um, if you know that Jesus is calling you, if you know that Jesus is asking you to follow him, but there's that one thing, there's this one thing that you lack, and you know this is what God is asking you to give up, uh, I want to encourage you, take that step. Your your sure security is only found in Jesus Christ. Mm. And um, I want to share this story, a uh, story that I've heard about this um, this young man who's about to graduate from university. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know he his his dad has always encouraged him. His dad's a, a, a rich entrepreneur himself, lots of money, and uh, his his dad's always encouraged him. You know, do the best you can, you know, study hard, and uh, you know when you when you graduate, you're gonna have I'm gonna give you an awesome reward. And so this this boy held on to this promise, you know, and, he, and when he graduated from university, he you know he studied hard. He did exactly what his his dad said. You know, if you, if you do it. In, in an honest way and you, you work hard and he graduated with great marks and his father as he promised uh, the father said look um, come to my office um, I've got a surprise for you and the father knew mm-hmm. that this boy this this son he had his eyes on this specific sports car <laughs> and uh, this car was you know he he made it known to his dad that this car is the, is the best car and he knew that my dad could afford this easily you know he can afford this car and so he expected when he went to the office he thought this is the day this is the day when I get to get my car right and so he went to the office and he was so happy and as he approached his dad his dad um his dad you know was pleased had this big smile congratulations son I'm so proud of you and what you've done and so he handed him this gift and this this box wrapped up. And the son was like, a box wrapped up? This isn't what I expected, you know? Mm-hmm. And um, he picks up he, he uh, p- picks up the box and unwraps it. And inside is this leather-bound Bible. And uh, it's got the boy's name at the bottom of the Bible. It's embossed, embossed in gold. Mm-hmm. And the boy is furious. Mm-hmm. You know, he's like, what? This is not the sports car that I asked, you know, that I was thinking of. And he mm-hmm. throws the throws the Bible across the room, and he leaves the office. And this this young this this son, he goes on to become a successful entrepreneur himself. Mm-hmm. Gets his own business, and he's really successful. Mm-hmm. But he hasn't contacted his dad ever since his dad broke his heart, <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. And he hasn't reached out to his father. And years go by, he has his own children, mm-hmm. and he realizes, man, I've I've, you know, I should I should contact my dad. I've done, you know, I feel real bad. And he always thinks about it, but never gets around to doing it. <clears throat> and one day he gets a call from his father's lawyer, and he's told that his father's passed away, mm-hmm. and they have to, you know, they have to uh, sort out the estate and everything. And he feels terrible. Mm-hmm. You know, he just can't believe that this is the way this is the way things have happened. And uh, he goes he goes around to the office as the um, as the man says, and the and the, and the, the lawyer says, you know, there's some things in the office that um, yeah, the office is, is his, everything that his dad had, and everything. So he goes to the office, and as he's looking around, he goes to the bookshelf, and guess what he sees? The Bible. He sees the Bible, mm. and he starts to cry, and he thinks, "Oh man, this is what caused everything, you know." And my dad was, you know, my dad was a good man, and blah blah. blah. He pulls out the Bible, mm. and the bookmark is at Matthew seven. Mm. And it's highlighted, you know, who, who, what father would would give um, a, a bad gift to their son if they ask for or bread and they give him fish, you know, 
or they give him give him a snake and he sees that's highlighted and from the bookmark mm. <clears throat> this this key tag slips out mm. he picks up the key tag and it says the sports car that he always wanted and it said paid in full wow you know okay. and, and this this is where like this is where I see when Jesus calls us mm. we don't know what he's got for us mm. right it's gift wrapped in a way that we don't understand mm. and we just got to take that step everything that we need is in Jesus Christ mm. and even because that the verse, same verse I think says um if your if your earthly fathers know how to give good things to you yeah what about the heavenly? how much more yeah how much more does the heavenly father want to give you mm. Amen. Yeah, I believe God always knows what we want and he always has the best interest for us. So he will always give us good things for sure. Yeah. yeah. Amen. He has good plans for us. Um, Thank you so much, David, for this powerful sharing. And I really hope um we've been challenged um to have that, um you know, think within ourselves and um really understand what the challenge we may have. Um, to enter the kingdom of heaven and pray through that and ask God to um, guide us and um, provide a solution to us. Um, what do you have for us next week, David? Next week, next week we're staying with Mark ten. Mm-hmm. Uh, let me double check this. Uh, make sure that um, this is where we're going. We're going. We're looking at Peter, mm-hmm. and they're talking about um, who's who's the greatest. You know who's the who's the greatest in the kingdom? That's what we're looking at next week. It's the end of mm-hmm. um, Mark ten. All right, yeah. I look forward to that, and I hope our listeners do this. Do too. So please join us next week on Monday at nine a.m. to know mm. more about that. And tomorrow we have Gary Webster with his series Lifetime Search, and um, Gary will be talking about more fishy stories because he's been doing that topic for the past two programs, I believe. Um, he'll be talking about more fishy stories and other unbelievables, mm. and um. Yeah, please join us tomorrow to learn more about that. And um, Gary will be with Jason. And um, for those, also just to remind our listeners of the code to get today's offer, um, which is Real Peace, Real Answers by Ellen White. Mm. Please text Logos 1 to 048 Thank you for listening, and I hope you enjoyed the rest of your day. And now we're going to go out with this song, All You Ever Need by Andrew Peterson. Jesus, it is like the widow's oil. It's enough to pay the price to set you free. He can fill up every jar and every heart that ever beat. When it's all you have, it's all you'll ever need. When it's all you have, it's all you'll ever need.